to discuss this and more. We have our friend Troy Rank from Rocks Heating and Air. Troy, you know, like I'm I'm doing my you know prep work for the show, uh, and I'm just like shaking my head, like I, I I can't believe we're about to have these conversations. Yesterday we were talking coach of the year. Uh, today we're talking about a playoff probability that could be approaching the 60s um, by the end of Sunday night. How crazy is this, man? Yeah, it's a remarkable U-turn, given where they were at one and five. I think they're attempting to become only the fifth team in NFL history to make the playoffs to start one and five. I mean, it's just not done frequently. Uh, again, the 17th game helps. Uh, and the AFC being more wide open than it's been in years past certainly contributes. But you can't discount just the remarkable U-turn. And it, and it really goes back to their defense and takeaways. They now rank first. In 22 overall takeaways, they rank first in fumble recoveries at 12. So when you don't you don't turn the ball over and you turn the ball over defensively, you can win that way. It's not I don't know how sustainable it is over these next six weeks uh, in terms of the amount of turnovers they've been producing, but you can certainly win this way in the league if you take care of the ball and you keep turning it over. Troy, all the criticism that Russell has taken from last year, and he has done a 360 turn. What is your take on how Russell is playing through this streak? You know, he's been efficient. And when he's had to make plays when it matters most, he's done so. He's in the red zone in the NFL right now. He's the highest-rated quarterback, 17 touchdowns, no interceptions. And it doesn't mean he's been perfect. He's made some odd situational, uh, showed a lack of situational awareness at times near the end of the half, near the end of the game. But for the most part, he's played like Russell did when he was in Seattle. He's leaned on a running game. They play the time of possession game. And when it comes down to Russell, go make a play, he's been able to do that. Usually it's with Cortland Sutton in the red zone. Last week it was Russell running the football as part of the game plan. And he deserves a lot of credit for showing efficiency. The guardrails came back up with Sean Payton. This is how Russell Wilson achieved success in Seattle. Last year, he tried to reinvent himself. Hackett didn't have the backbone after, you know, first four or five weeks to say, hey, this is not going to work. We don't have the personnel. It doesn't fit your skill set. So this year, he's gone back to who he was. He's bought in. He was entirely coachable. He lost the weight. He's had complete buy-in to what Peyton wants to do. That helps tremendously. And he's executed it. And remember, with Wilson, he has a history of playing well when it matters most. We're seeing that and that efficiency during the streak. I think what's he have eight touchdowns and no interceptions. Right. Again, these are ways you can win when your quarterback doesn't turn the ball over ever. And he, and yeah, he's had a fumbles in there, but when he certainly doesn't turn it over in the passing game, you can put yourself in position to win close games. And yeah. the Broncos have followed that blueprint pretty much this entire winning streak. Troy, what would you say to the uh, NFL fan or even maybe some members of, of Broncos country um, that, that this is fool's gold. Well, I understand why they think it's fool's gold, if, especially if you're taking the, the balcony view and looking down at this. The Broncos were terrible. They gave up 70 points to the Dolphins. They're just not a very good team. Again, and my years of covering baseball helps with this. You have to extrapolate the statistics and understand. Defensively, they were horrible the first month of the season. There's no argument there. But if you take out the 70-point game, their average points per game goes down to 21 points allowed. During the streak, they're only aver- they're allowing 16 points a game. So they give up 70 to the Dolphins in one game. They've given up 80 
during these last five games. So they're a completely different team defensively. It's not, and there's some luck involved in fumble recoveries, but you have to understand they changed personnel with McMillan, with Purcell, with Drew Sanders now at inside and outside linebacker. So there's reasons rooted in the change defensively. Offensively, they have to be better in the red zone. They have to continue to improve on third down. We know that, but the reason I would say it's not fool's gold is because what we've seen defensively is rooted over the course of now five weeks, and that Dolphins game exists more and more as an anomaly, not as that's who they were. They haven't been even anything close to that team for really six weeks, and so that's what I think is now starting to capture the national attention is that they're playing well defensively enough to keep themselves in games to win games late with Russell Wilson working some of his old magic. Troy, has P.J. Locke solidified that he is the starter no matter what, even if Kareem Jackson comes back after the suspension? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. If he continues to play well, there will still be, is my guess, again, we've got three more games to go. There will always, in my opinion, will be a role for Kareem yeah. because of how he's looked in that locker room as a leader, a mentor, a friend, a brother. They want him there. I don't see him moving on from Kareem because of how highly he is viewed by his own teammates. Yeah. But could it be more of a situational role if Locke continues to play well? Yes, it could. And you saw that where they went one safety at times. Like, they are more creative defensively under Vance Joseph than we've seen in the past. So there might not be need for two high safeties. They just go with, we're going to go an extra corner in there. We're going to have Drew Sanders in there. And so it might not be the traditional, okay, you absolutely have to have a strong and a free safety. And so I do believe there'll be a role, but the problem now at age 35, missing a month, you know, you know this more than anyone still coming back full speed, ready to go in games. And so he would return for the Christmas Eve game. These are all playoff type games. You'd have to know and seeing him at practice that he's ready. You don't want to put him in a position where he's been gone four weeks and then all of a sudden he gets compromised in a coverage situation that loses the game. Mm. I would doubt that would occur against the Patriots, but you know what I mean. So I think there will be a role, but I think Locke does have an opportunity here to cement his status based on how he played this past week. Uh, We're going to finish up our conversation with our good friend Troy Rank, presented by Rocks Heating and Air with this, Troy. Um, We're sitting in the studio here. The Colorado Buffaloes lost six consecutive games to finish the season. And as you're talking in the last response, I look over my right shoulder, take a glance at the TV. They're talking about prime on PTI. Mm. They're still talking about Colorado football, but they're talking about the decommits, Troy. Sean Lewis, news just broke within the last hour. He's the new head coach at San Diego State. How would you summarize, and you're a buff, you want what's best for the buffs. How would you summarize um, the way that this season aged and and where uh, the program is at right now with Deion Sanders? Well, it aged backward. They, you know, it was aging, it's aging like Benjamin Button. I, they were so good early, disciplined, star players, dynamic offense. And as the season progressed, they were more the team I expected when you have like 75 new players. Lack of discipline, lack of fit, lack of cohesion. And so that was what was weird. We saw all the good things early. Um, you know, and again, I've said this on this show, moving forward, Coach Sanders has to decide, is he coaching his son, Shadur, or is he coaching the team? Is he coaching for is he coaching for Shadur and Travis Hunter, or is he coaching a team? And that is a very – it's a nuanced thing. I understand those are your two best players. But guys, when they're in a locker room, if they feel like we're only there as tackling dummies, 
for these two guys or four or five guys to go to the pros, it creates an odd dynamic. So mm. moving forward, he's, the communication with the coaching staff has to be clear. I still don't think there's any good reason that they should have demoted Sean Lewis based on production. Obviously, there had to have been tension behind the scenes or he wouldn't have done it, and there was a philosophical difference. But moving forward, Dion's got to decide, okay, what are, his, what are his plans with these coaches and what is his vision maybe beyond like next season, but two years. And I don't know if he can provide that. Right. I don't know what his plans are, right. but the decommits don't surprise me. That's all part of this. It's all going to come back down to transfer portal and the offensive fit with Shadur and Travis Hunter. If he solves those things with that in terms of O-line, D-line, they'll be fine. But if they don't bulk up the O-line, D-line, because kids are worried that he's not going to be there, then it's going to be a problem. And go moving out of the Pac-12 will help. The Big, Big 12 wasn't very good this year. But I just think Coach Sanders has to evaluate himself, too. It's not just about acquiring talent at this point. He needs to have a, a bigger long, a view of how are we going to solve these problems and how does that relate to me coaching the team, not just four or five guys who are going to go into the NFL. Uh, Troy, you're the best, man. I look forward to this segment every single week. Thank you for your time, and we'll uh, catch up with you this time next week. You got it, guys. Take care. See you. All right, there he goes. Troy Rank from Rocks Heating and Air.